the whole background of Ariel is really family offices oriented, uh, you know, multi-generation investors in tech companies. So really people that have a lot of experience in um, what works and what needs improvement in the ecosystem. And I think that's what drove Ariely to become a, a new age investment firm. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by Jay Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leomitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Opus Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. So we're talking about investing, but a different type of investing. Meet Ariely Capital and specifically Or Khaviv, the managing partner. Ariely Capital is a successful venture capital firm that operates in a very different model from its industry. The investment model is evergreen, not looking for fast exits. It is a combination of a private equity and a VC. Their investors are mostly wealth management entities and family offices, and they have a unique investment approach and equity holding structure with a diverse investment portfolio from accelerators and ocean tech, agrotech to direct investments in many startups. Oh, Khaviv, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Thank you for joining me. How are you today? Thank you for having me, Michael. Everything is good. And uh, how are you feeling these days? I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling particularly optimistic because you're dedicating your career to, to working on very impactful projects for, for society and for the world, uh, not just in the ag tech and ocean tech and climate tech that, that you're working in, in investments, but also on, you know, in, in the cities that you're operating in and the communities that you are that you're in. And I think that it's a, that there's a lot of really interesting stories to be told here. Oh, t- tell me a little bit about yourself, your connection to Eilat, and then, you know, the, could the other connection to ag tech and, and impact technologies. Okay. So, uh, first of all, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I great, uh, hear great things about uh, your show, and I'm happy to be on board. My name is Or. Uh, I've uh, been connected to the world of innovation, I think, uh, pretty much since I was born. I think it's a passion that I had since I was a little kid. I'm one of these kids that love to explore, never took no for an answer, and, you know, always wanted to know what's around the corner and what's coming up. Um, and I think that... Uh, uh, and around the year 2000, I was uh, I moved to the Silicon Valley and uh, I studied uh, my major in university was the byproduct of the uh, dot-com bubble burst, okay, which was basically focusing on the digital world, okay. So how does the how does businesses, not brick and mortar businesses, uh, survive, thrive, grow? And we really got embedded into the ecosystem, uh, the different components of the ecosystem. Back then, you know, pretty much um, everything we have on our phone and and on our system that we use uh, today uh, was born, almost everything was born there and around those times. So it was very exciting to be in the Valley in those years uh, and to see all these companies grow uh, right when, you know, all the uh, accelerators and incubators and uh, shared spaces and meetups and all these things started to happen. Uh, I really, one of the first things that I took from it is the potential of a community. 
what is the role of an ecosystem in helping startups grow? You know, uh, it says there's a, a famous saying that it takes a village to grow a child. Well, uh, it takes a village to grow a startup. Uh, there's a lot of different components uh, to a healthy ecosystem. And I think that one of the major changes that I went through in my life was really being in the valley in those years and realizing the potential and the contribution power of an ecosystem to help growing technology companies. Very, very cool. Talk to me a little bit about Eilat. And the, you're talking about ecosystem and that it takes a village. And, and it sounds like you were, you're a pretty monumental figure in building that ecosystem and building that village within the southernmost city of Israel. Yeah, so, you know, I think the story uh, of Elat and of different places that Ariely operates in is um, really a story of um, uh, building ecosystems and believing in people and, and helping, uh, let's say, you know, doing our part in helping to realize human potential. Um, Ariely, just two seconds about Ariely, so it, it provides us a little context. So Ariely is uh, holding an investment uh, firm that uh, was uh, founded uh, around uh, 2016 in uh, New York. The, it's based in New York uh, by uh, two uh, main founders, uh, Ellie or Evan Reynov and uh, Eric Bentov. And uh, so the whole background of Ariely is really family offices oriented, uh, you know, multi-generation investors in tech companies. So really people that have a lot of experience in um, what works and what needs improvement in the ecosystem. And I think that's what drove Ariely to become a, a new age investment firm. And we all know the usual uh, models that exist in the ecosystem. We know about the VCs. And we know there are incubators and we know there are um, communities, innovation, uh, we have meetups, we have events, we have you know, many different components in the ecosystem. And really, I think what signifies Ariely is the fact it's holistic uh, atmosphere and holistic overview. So the fact that uh, Ariely is not just an investment firm, uh, but also helps companies to grow and leads incubators and leads innovation centers and runs accelerators and works with academic institutions on academic commercialization and TTO processes and provides digital services to companies for digital acceleration, which is a lot of, of the downfall of a lot of companies when they scale. You know, all these different things provide us with the ability to look at, in, I believe, in a healthy way at uh, helping companies grow. And I think that when you take all these things, it really brings our ability to, to help ecosystems grow. And that's also the story, like you mentioned, um, in a lot, you know, a lot is, uh, first of all, you know, I grew as a, as a teenager in a lot. So I have a warm spot in my heart for a lot, you know, warm is a good word when you describe a lot, right? So uh, we all know, you know, is a, a lot is a, as a tourist destination, a beautiful place that people go to, to vacate. Well, we saw the, the business potential and, um, you know, Ariely and uh, a tech center, which is our local company, uh, made a beautiful, um, beautiful activity there. We built a community and we brought accelerators, you know, literally uh, for the first time uh, in the history, uh, you had 
business accelerators. You had, uh, for example, Italian startups, you know, coming to a lot to, to grow and develop and close deals, which really was, you know, the first time up until then, you know, people, like I said, came to a lot for uh, vacation or for conventions or things like that. So we believe in the potential of a lot, but also uh, in other things in the periphery of Israel. We all know that most of Israel's high-tech scene is centered around Tel Aviv and Herzliya, and that's where the majority of the organizations uh, and startups are are at, which is which is good. But we all know that if you want to look at it in a in a sustainable way, it's not sustainable, right? So, you, the country has a lot more to offer, uh, and Israel's periphery, north and south, uh, are are very um, are offering a very big variety of assets for startups to use. I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples uh, because Please. you asked about it. So in the South, obviously, obviously you have the Negev, right? So we all, we all know the Negev as a place which is uh, up and coming. There's a lot of potential. It's a desert. It's uh, about 60% of Israel's landmass. So, for example, one of the things that Ariel has done uh, is uh, to partner with uh, Ramata Negev, which is the largest regional council in the country. About 22% of Israel's landmass is under their property uh, or management. And uh, one of the things that they've done in the past 60 years is to develop an R&D center focusing on agriculture, but on specific type of agriculture, which is bordering desert. Okay, so but we all know desert, you have extreme deserts, like, you know, the Sahara and all that, that's, that's one thing. But bordering desert is exactly when regular climate meets changing climate or a, a desert climate. That's very relevant for when we talk about globally, the climate change and, um, you know, that the world is experiencing today. That's relevant for exactly that zone, because that's when you see how, for example, grapes, certain grapes that are used to grow in certain areas in the world, they're not used to grow in these regions where the temperatures are, are extreme and changing all the time. And one of the things that they've done in their R&D center in Ramata Negev is really to find a way to uh, adopt certain uh, uh, breeds and certain, um, let's call it, um, certain type of crops to those changing climates. That's very relevant to most places on Earth that are experiencing really that, uh, that condition. So we, we uh, built uh, Frontier. Frontier is our innovation center focusing on a desert uh, climate, uh, which has experienced you know, a lot of attention um, you know, from companies and investors. And hopefully very soon we'll be able to announce our up-and-coming incubator and investment fund that's focusing on agriculture, uh, which I believe will be very impactful on, on building uh, or taking that ecosystem of agri-tech, uh, which is very developed in Israel, I believe, to, to really the next level. Beautiful. If you're thinking through your experience now in building villages and building ecosystems, of course, uh, for startups, what, what is something that we may be overlooking? of the importance of, of maybe something that we take for granted or something that we don't give enough attention to, but you've, through personal experience, you've experienced that, wow, this is something that is actually crucial in building a healthy ecosystem. 
So that connects me. It's a great question. That connects me to um, a panel. I was invited to speak on an investor panel from one of our international partners, Intesa San Paolo Bank, which is one of the largest banking groups in Europe uh, and the largest one in, in Italy. And uh, in this panel, uh, one of the final questions was really, what, what do you think is uh, you know, one of the key factors um, for, for investors when they look at, at companies? And one, one of the things that I said is when I look at companies, I really also obviously look at the team. I look at the, you know, the technology, the potential, the market, all that stuff. But one of the things that I'm looking at is where are they? Are they in the right place for them? Are they in a place where they have a healthy ecosystem that's going to help them to grow? Because like we said, it takes a village. And I think a lot of the things that, you know, investors sometimes overlook, you know, you know, being an investor in the, in a tech scene is, is all about managing risks. Okay. And one of the things that I think a lot of uh, investors sometimes overlook is uh, to look as a criteria in your risk assessment specifically to examine not the company, but the ecosystem and its components where, it's, it, where it is right now, or maybe it needs to move to a different one or develop to a different one. Um, that has a key factor in, in helping the company. And that's, I'll give you an example. There's a great discussion, you know, uh, will, if, if Steve Jobs would not have been in the Valley, you know, in those times, Will Apple still happen? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a great question. I know it's going into the past and asking, you know, theoretical questions, but we all know that being in the right place, the right time with the access to the right services and assets, you know, if you're surrounded by, uh, um, you know, by scientists and by uh, people with a lot of, um, you know, digital knowledge and business knowledge and a lot of an ecosystem that is healthy also with investors that are relevant to your sector. You know, I'll give you an example. One of the things that Ariely is developing is an ecosystem focused on oceans, ocean technology. We all, you know, it, there is a famous, I think it's a Chinese saying that says that the, the fish is taking the water for granted. Okay. I think in essence, you know, maybe humanity started to take the oceans for granted. It's about 70 or more percent of our planet. It's, it's the largest, you know, body of something in this world, right? It affects everything that, that, that we talk about, that we hear, that, that, that we feel, our climate, our life, our food, our products, you know, the, the, about over 70, 80 percent of our products are shipped and transported via, you know, the oceans in shipping and trade and logistics and supply chains. We all saw what happened in this industry lately when this industry, you know, had a little hiccup. It affected prices everywhere. In Israel, you wanted to, you know, buy a car. You had to wait for six months or a year to get it because of that. And it affects everything. So one of the things that really has done with amazing partners uh, including, you know, uh, startups, uh, Nation Central and and uh, universities and ac uh, academic and research institutes and investors, etc. We built a, a, the first real community that deals with ocean tech related um, innovations. And we had four events, we you know, focused on key factors like the food from the sea, the water, 
um, the shipping and trade and logistics, the climate change, key things that really affect all of our lives. Uh, each event, really, we saw the demand because each event attracted you know, hundreds of people from around the world that came in to listen, what's going on? You know, what type of innovation can we, can we do to, to, be more in, to protect this valuable resource? So when we talk about the oceans, you know, we spoke up, uh, with several Israeli startups uh, that have amazing technologies, for example, for the shipping and logistic um, sector. And one of the things that these companies told us is that when they speak to investors, the investors say, listen, we know it's an amazing industry. We just don't know anything about it. So we, we, we want to help you, but we can't because we don't understand the industry. So that's the importance of the ecosystem. You know, when, you, when you're a startup and you're in the right place that can help you, you know, one of the things, for example, that we've done in our ecosystems, we had startups that came in and said, okay, how do we meet the first co-founders? So they came to our community and our community helped them to find their first programmers and the first co-founders. And then to help them, you know, very basic things. Where do we sit? Can we sit down? You know, startups in the beginning don't have money to, to rent, you know, expensive offices and all that. And Israel is not really a place where you have a lot of garages, you know, in the valley, you had amazing companies that started in the garages, but Israel doesn't really have a lot of garages. So it's, it's tough questions of a startup in the early days. Where do I sit? How do I meet my co-founders? How do I meet my first programmers? These are all answered by a healthy ecosystem. So I would, I would recommend, you said, what would I recommend to young entrepreneurs and actually, actually to investors too, is really to look at the company, but also spend a lot of time on thinking, are they... N- not just with the right product for the right industry, are they in the right place for them? In the right ecosystem with the right components? That's something that I would really recommend to start for startups to explore. And sometimes, and here's, I think, one of the, the breaking news. Sometimes the right ecosystem for the startup is not necessarily Tel Aviv, okay? Just, you know, explore what type of assets do you need access to? If you need to research, for example, the coral reef, because your startup has to do something with the coral reef, maybe you need to be in a different ecosystem for part of your startup life or process. So, um, I love it. Oh, where is this coming from? Where is all this passion and this excitement, you know, over these last 18 minutes, you know, it's very clear how passionate and excited you are about building these ecosystems and, and building them to support companies, especially that are doing high impact technologies. Where is this coming from? Um, first of all, I, I, I grew in a house of um, educators. You know, my mom was a, was a teacher from, you know, my father, uh, uh, my sister, I was surrounded by educators. And one of the things that I saw, you know, I saw people uh, coming to our house with, uh, with flowers and gifts, you know, for, for, for my mom. And, and I asked her, you know, all the time, what, who are these people? Why are they bringing all these gifts and everything? And I learned that these are people that used to be our students that literally said that my mom changed their lives and, and sent them on a different path. And, Slowly and surely, you know, after that, I went to the, uh, I joined the, the, the forces, the special forces, uh, 
in the military, and then I was in the Secret Service uh, for a while, and um, you know, I, I saw different aspects of, of humanity, and I realized that you know, the most important asset, natural asset that we have is not gas, and it's not you know, diamonds, and it's not gold, and it's not the sun or energy, or it's the human brain. It's what exists between our ears right now. Anybody that sees and watches this podcast, you are the most in, you know, valuable asset that this planet, maybe the universe, has ever had. We're the only creature that I know of, at least, maybe it'll change soon, that can decide one morning that we want to land a probe or a, a craft on a different planet, and we can execute on it and make it happen. I don't think, I mean, I mean, dolphins are amazing creatures, you know, we especially spoke about a lot, a lot is amazing dolphins. A dolphin cannot decide to land itself on a different planet or to find a cure within several months for COVID. Or, you know, we have been given this unbelievable uh, and, and something that we don't even realize a, a, a gift, which is the human brain and our, the human potential. And that's the driving force in everything that I do. I promised myself a while ago that whatever I do, I'm going to do different things, but whatever I do, I want it to help humanity to realize human potential. In my you know, small little impact, whatever it's going to be, that's what I want to do. And if I can impact somebody or some people... I think that's the greatest gift. Uh, I think that, you know, people look at the Sistine Chapel, you know, and sometimes, you know, we, we forget about how it was made, you know, and why it was made right. and for whom it was made and who paid for it and all that. But that all goes away because when you're there and you look at it, you get inspired. And I think that that's one of right. the greatest thing a person can achieve in their life is to inspire a person, a different person. Just inspire one well, or I, I want to share with you that, that I, I was loved and inspired by this conversation very, very much. And not just by the work that you do, but, but why you do it and the insights that you have there. And, uh, and I think that a lot of people listening to this will also be inspired. So first of all, thank you for all the amazing work that you've done to the Israel ecosystem, but to the world in general and to people around you. And for the 20 minutes that you've spent here with me, uh, I really, really thank you. And uh, it was really fantastic. Thank you for coming and stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you, Michael, for your time and for this uh, platform and opportunity. Keep doing this amazing job and thank you. Uh, good luck. Toda Thank you very much. 